This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub themies. And we are back like we are every week, here to give you the onside kick here on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're on YouTube, hey guys, you can see our faces like always. And if you're on Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, or Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher, there we go. Thank you guys for giving us the listen. Thank you guys for giving us the download today. Mark, we've got we've got Dose Podcast today. Really, yep. it's... We didn't want to make one really long podcast, yeah. so we're making two, and this is the first of which, which you guys are seeing, and it's our Super Bowl preview. Sean and Brandon did mm-hmm. their video, should already be up, go and check that out after you listen to this, but this is going to be our big kind of discussion, getting you ready for the Super Bowl, and at the end, we will go ahead and make our predictions, but Mark, I want to start with this. It is yeah. the Monday night, tomorrow we're going to get media day, I was kind of thinking to myself today, fuck, I wish media day was on Monday instead of Tuesday, but really we know what's going to happen. One side and the Patriots are going to give you nothing at all, and really it's going to be, are the Falcons going to give us a storyline? Coming Mm -hmm. into Super Bowl week, what are your first kind of, your first thoughts about the game as we get ready for Sunday? Well, I think the first thought you have um, is that you have this team that everybody knows about being the New England Patriots. We've talked about them forever. They're constantly in the Super Bowl. They're constantly in the AFC Championship games. And then you have this lowly Atlanta Falcons team that no one in the world's ever heard of. You didn't know they were a football team until now. A lot of now. people didn't pick them to have a successful season no. this year. And obviously, I'm, I'm joking a little bit here, but it's this team that everybody knows versus this underdog that really probably isn't much of an underdog Mm -hmm. it's just the team that nobody knows about they don't have the story you don't you probably can't name more than three players on the team if you're just the average nfl fan so actually help you probably you know who bill belichick is you probably don't know who the head coach of the atlanta falcons is in this case so you have this situation here where it's just complete opposites and I find that interesting before I get into things of like, oh, well, you know, one of the first things I think about is the shootout, is the quarterback battle, Tom Brady versus Matt Ryan, is Julio Jones, you know, things like that that mm-hmm. obviously come to mind. But for me, really, the very first thing is I know these guys. Who the hell are you guys? And that's what a lot of the average NFL fans are coming to the Super Bowl wondering who are the Atlanta Falcons. And I think that. This is an opportunity for the Falcons to bring in a lot of people into their kind of bandwagon fan base here uh, with what the people like to see, which is high-scoring offense. Well, and I mean, this is the second time that the Falcons are going to be here at the Super Bowl. The first time, I'll be honest, I was a young whippersnapper. I want to say it was, ooh, eight years old I was. Let's see. No, I was nine because eight years old— was when I was eight, the first Super Bowl I ever watched, John Elway beating the Green Bay Packers. And then my second Super Bowl I ever, ever like have a recollection of watching was the the Dirty Birds. Because as a kid, fell in love with the Dirty Birds. They had that mm-hmm. swagger. They had that dance every time they did the touchdown. And really, now I Now you get probably like, penalized for it. Really? Well, yeah, you would. But really, I get that same kind of a sense 
with this team in that way. More so, not with the dancing, but of the Atlanta's coming in. They're the high-flying offense. This is, I believe they said this is, if the Falcons win on Sunday, this will be the first time in the Super Bowl era where a team would have given up the most points and had the most total yards, basically the best offense and the worst defense, and would have won the Super Bowl. I mean, that just doesn't happen. I mean, the last offense that we have seen that I compare this Atlanta Falcon offense to, the greatest show on turf, they went. To, that was the first Super Bowl that I ever went to, like an actual Super Bowl party, and basically that's where I start my lineage mm-hmm. of actually watching the Super Bowl each and every year. Even that one was the Rams coming in, the greatest show on turf, the best offense that we've probably ever seen, and they lost to the Titans that year. So really, the thing with the Falcons is I know that it's not just their offense. I know they have a defense, too, and they have a ferocious pass rush, but really it's, to me, can you you stop Tom—well, not stop Tom Brady. You're not going to stop him. Can you limit Tom Brady? Because if this becomes a shootout, the odds are in Tom Brady's favor, even no matter how high-flying and great this Atlanta offense is. Yeah, well, I think that something interesting, and I actually think, yes, the greatest show on turf is a good comparison, but another good comparison is the Denver Broncos when they went. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not the second time that they went with Peyton Manning, but the first time they went with Peyton Manning. I think that's a pretty decent comparison of teams because Dan was at a powerful offense. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to bring up is then they only scored eight points. So maybe you don't like that comparison if you're a Falcons fan. 43 to eight, that's You got destroyed. The... First second that ball goes over Peyton Manning's head, it, the game was done. Mm-hmm. They should have just said, you know what, guys? It's been fun. <laughs> Let's hit the halftime show, and oh, then God, we'll I just for- call it. I forgot about that. Well, And mm-hmm. the thing that was weird about that Super Bowl was that was our outdoor Super Bowl. Yeah. That was in New York. Well, East Rutherford, well, that, I should say. That's probably why the ball went over time. <laughs> Not Tom Brady, Peyton Manning's head. But anyways... Um, so here's, here's the thing. Uh, when you start really looking at this game and, mm-hmm. and kind of... You know what, what's going to happen. The one question I'm curious about, and I'm sure there's some prop bet on it, but does any Atlanta Falcons player do the Dirty Bird dance during the Super Bowl? Does it happen? I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, hey, it's the last game of the year. Why not? Yeah, what, what the hell is going to happen to you? Anyways, um, but my my first thing that I think of is, yes, we have two great high-powered offenses. Um but at the same time, we talk about how, sure, Atlanta has a good pass rush, and they really do, but they let teams score. That's the thing that's dangerous for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. On New England's side, that defense, most people probably wouldn't expect it to be that good, but they don't let you score. You don't score on the Patriots' defense. In fact, they've given up the least amount of points in the NFL. So... You have this nice clash of, yes, you have two great offenses, but really the kind of unheard story, at least so far, I haven't heard anybody talking about it too much, is this great Atlanta Falcons offense versus this surprisingly good New England defense. Well, it's one of the things to me, and this is to me the most important. There's going to be two aspects that I look for in this Super Bowl. The first one is going to be the Patriot defense against the Falcon offense, and surprisingly, the second one, the Falcon offense 
against or the Falcon defense against this Patriot offense. And I know what you're saying, Ricky. Well, basically, that's all look, there is. That's the looking, game. You're looking at the game, but really, yeah. I'm looking at the defenses. And for Atlanta, it's easy. Get after Tom Brady. If you can get to Tom Brady, you'll win. And I know me and Sean had a discussion of kind of strategy with the Patriots. And the first thing I think of, there is nobody better in my mind in the NFL at avoiding contact, well, avoiding pressure, I should say, than Tom Brady. And, I mean, they compared it to Big Ben with how many hits Big Ben takes over his career and how many injuries he'd had. How many? How much contact does Tom Brady take, and how much injuries did he have? And it was like two for Tom Brady for a million over for Big Ben. And I got it got me thinking to where I'm like, yeah, Tom Brady doesn't get hit. That's gotta that that's gotta bode some problems for the Falcons if they can't hit Tom Brady. I'm not saying they have to get a sack. I'm even saying just hit the guy because that's a big thing that we were talking about with Cam Newton. You don't have to necessarily sack him. Just hit him in that yeah. Super Bowl. Get to him. Same thing with Peyton Manning. Well, I mean, he was on his last leg in that Super Bowl. But they got to get after Tom Brady. And the thing that I think Tom Brady does the best and how he avoids pressure is not just knowing where it's coming from, but if you're going to come at him quick, he gets the ball out quicker than anybody. Like three seconds yeah. is a lot for Tom Brady, and he gets it out really quick. So to me, I think that might cause a problem with Atlanta. Mm -hmm. They might not be able to get to Tom Brady like they would like. And then for the Patriot D, it's how are the Falcons going to combat the— usually what Belichick will do is, I'm going to take away what you do best. Well, in this one, it may be, I'm going to put Malcolm Butler on Julio Jones, and then I'm going to double-team Mohamed Sanu. Let's see what happens with, I mean, Butler's not an elite corner. He's not Revis Island back in Mm -hmm. the day, but that's a strategy they could do. Or they could just say, we're going to take Julio Jones out of the game, and Sanu and Gabriel, you guys have to beat us, and your run game has to beat us. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing. I mean, you have that whole mentality of take your your number one out. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what Bill Belichick is. He is the mastermind. He is the strategist. And that's why I expect a couple of things. I expect Tom Brady, get the ball, ball's gone. Get the ball, ball's gone. They're going to throw the ball fast. They're going to get it out of the hands because they don't want to mess with that pass rush that Atlanta has. Mm-hmm. Then on the flip side, of course, you do have that. Um, the We're taking out Julio Jones. You know that's obviously the game plan. So for the Falcons, it's how do you then say, cool, do it. We're going to go to Sanu. We're going to run the ball. You know, we are going to use anything else because you're distracted over here. We're mm-hmm. going to take advantage of over here. That's what they need to figure out how to do. Something that would worry me if I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan is I look at some of the stronger offenses that the New England Patriots have faced. One that everybody expected, of course, was the Pittsburgh Steelers in that AFC championship game, and they didn't let the Pittsburgh Steelers do anything. And that's a team that's very similar. Good running back, great wide receiver. Now, in that one, how much of it was Le'Veon Bell? I mean, D'Angelo mm-hmm. Williams did a nice job, but how much of that was Le'Veon Bell being forced out of that game with an injury? Sure, there's definitely something to that. But D'Angelo Williams, you're saying it yourself, he's no scrub. Yeah, He's, he's not a guy you can ignore. And that's why I'm trying mm-hmm. to throw that out there without saying that Oh, they lost because Le'Veon Bell was out there. Really, 
they couldn't go like Antonio Brown didn't have as good of a game no. as we thought he would have. Big Ben had a like there were a few good passes he did have, but one of the things that the Patriots did well in that game against the Steelers was, and this is really the Steelers' biggest mistakes, is their safety play was terrible. That secondary was horrible. Like mm-hmm. Chris Hogan on the one touchdown, you saw it. He went for the open spot, and the safety didn't come over. The safety thought he had help with the cornerback, and he didn't go over. Boom, Hogan catches a wide-open touchdown. So really the Falcons, if they want to win this game, they got to get after Tom Brady. They have to play smart defensively. You have to have no mistakes in this game if you want to win. And I know you're looking at that and saying, well, Ricky, duh. Honestly, the team that makes the more most mistakes are going to lose the game. But also on offense, it comes down to a little bit of Matt Ryan. Can Matt Ryan show us that I am ready to, I'm ready to take over? I'm ready to win this game. Or is it going to be Tom Brady and the Patriots throughout like it was in the AFC title game? Yeah, I'm just taking a look right now. Um, and something I find a little interesting when you're talking about these teams is, mm-hmm. and obviously their schedules are different, but the Atlanta Falcons only held a team to less than 20 points uh, three times in the season and postseason. What teams were those? That would be, to pull it up right now, the Eagles. Okay. So uh, Actually, court? no, my mistake, they lost that game, so okay. they were the ones getting under. The Rams the 49ers, and the Panthers. So the 49ers suck. That's why they're the second pick. Mm -hmm. The Rams, at that time, it doesn't matter. They either had Jared Goff or they didn't have a quarterback in there at all. So a rookie or nothing. At that point, I'm pretty sure it was Jared Goff. Um, And what was the third team? Uh, Panthers. Panthers were shit this year. As opposed to, what is it, 10 or 11 times, including the postseason, that the Patriots held Mm -hmm. their teams to under 20 points? I'm not trying to say that, without a doubt, the New England Patriots are winning this game. I think the Atlanta Falcons, obviously, it's not even, I think, they Mm -hmm. are obviously the best, or one of the best, if you want to get mad at me, the best offense in the NFL this year. So it's a much different game. But it's just got to worry you a little bit, because the the really obvious things, if you want to break it down to the most simple John Madden-esque formula here, New England doesn't let teams score points. We have to figure out how we score points against this team. And then the other side of that is going to be we let teams score points. What do we do differently now that's going to stop New England from scoring points? You know, and that's going to be beyond just, oh, we're going to hit Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady's going to get rid of the ball fast. So you have to have everybody who's on point. Catch a ball, no yards after catch. Stop somebody. Mm -hmm. Do not let them move. You can't miss tackles. You can't let... These plays break down. You can't let anybody move around and extend anything. Tom Brady has to get the ball in and get it out immediately, and then that guy gets hit well, for something short. That's why one of the aspects that really, to me, I'm watching the defense number one, mm-hmm. but kind of that subpar thing that I'm watching, like, okay, what's the the B side of what I'm watching is the run games for both teams. Because that conversation I said I had with Sean Anderson, who's – Obviously, the biggest Tom Brady fan on the planet. And, yeah. Well, really, to me, there are three big Tom Brady fans. There's uh-huh. Ben Affleck, there's Matt Damon, and then there's Sean Anderson. That's just yeah. how it goes. And to me, he brought up, well, I was like, oh, well, Brady's just got to get the ball out quick. And he goes, yeah, but I just see them 
saying, fuck it, we're just going to go to LeGarrette Blunt and pound you right up the middle. And I started to think about it, and really, that that could also be something that the Patriots go to, because think about it, the edge rush that the Falcons have, if they keep coming from the outside trying to get that edge rush, mm-hmm. the Patriots would go, yeah, Tommy can get it out quick, but let's also take LeGarrette right up the middle, because you're focusing on the outsides. That could also help them get some pressure off of Tom Brady. Then when the Falcons say, okay, we got to stop the middle, that's when you can go to some play action. You can go back to the pass. And, I mean, for the Falcons, the run game is going to be important too because let's say we go with the plan where, okay, we're going to double-team Sanu, put Malcolm Butler is obviously going to be on Julio Jones. What the Falcons can do is, okay, we, we got Coleman, we've got Freeman, Let's see what our run game can do against your linebackers in your front seven. Yeah. So really, it's to me, whichever defense plays better is going to win this game, and whichever running attack can help their offense more, that's going to be the keys to success on both teams. Because the one thing that we both know, these quarterbacks are good. There's going to be, like, it's one of those things where it's like, if whoever wins this game— Unless there's a Malcolm Butler kind of play at the end, odds are the front runners for this MVP are Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. And then, oh, wait, for the actual season MVP, oh, guess what? It's Matt Ryan and Tom Brady. Like yeah. these, are, these are the two best quarterbacks in the game this season. I think it's going to be interesting to see for sure, um, especially when you start to look at, for example, when we're talking about these great running backs in mm-hmm. this game because they're kind of getting not enough attention. But New England has a good run defense, a better run defense than Atlanta has. And it's just yet another thing that makes me fear for Atlanta's chances going forward. And how is that going to play out if Julio Jones is taken out of the game and he's not a reliable target because Butler has that good defense or because he's the guy getting double teamed, you know, what are you going to do to change that? That's the situation that the Atlanta Falcons had to figure out and they have to kind of take this new England team that I think kind of is going under the assumption of we are going to win. We are going to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's only lost one game this season. The other game of course was a third string quarterback and really to go off of that, the only Super Bowls he's lost are against Eli Manning. Yeah, and the Giants. That's the only team to have beaten. To be fair, Matt Ryan has a pretty equal forehead to a Manning, so maybe so that's, he's got the Manning head. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe that's what's going to do it for him. But it's just one of these things where if you're Atlanta, even though you are the high-powered offense, even though you've got a lot of great pieces here, an mm-hmm. awesome pass rush, and everything. I don't want to call you an underdog, but you're the one that has to figure out how to win the game. You know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and this surprisingly good New England defense, they're going to do what they do best. They're going to score points. They're going to take out your weapons. They're going to not let you score points for Atlanta. They're the ones who really have to go the extra mile, I feel like, in mm-hmm. figuring out what to do. Well, and and that's the thing because, I mean, the – one thing that you got to think about, and I, I don't want this to be, I know we've either A, gotten fans that have thought about this 17 minutes in, almost, what, 20 minutes in, but we've probably got some comments down below too of, oh, look at these guys, 
these guys are just Patriot homers. It's not no, that I'm we're Patriot for Atlanta homers. in this. I want Atlanta to win. It's not that we're Patriot homers. I just, I just think the odds are in their favor going in to this game, and the reason why is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have been here before, and the best thing the Patriots have is they have a winning culture and they have a culture in place. Like the one thing that it was, I was watching um, Mike Florio on the Dan Patrick show today. And in his interview, they were kind of talking about like what we might see at media day. And he was the one that came up with the line. Well, you know what? Half of it, half of the players are going to give us nothing. And like he called the Patriots, the master deflectors mm-hmm. of questions where it's basically like for my Overwatch fans out there, it's like Genji just waving his sword and deflecting all the bullets. And that's what they do. You ask a question, and the big thing that Dan Patrick asked was also because of what's going on in the world right now, they might get some Trump questions thrown sure. at Belichick and Brady because of, you know, during the election you had Tom Brady and Trump kind of linked together. But like Florio said, they're the master deflectors. Belichick will give us the answer that he's only here to answer football questions and go on to the football questions. Brady will do the same. And he's like, the rest of the team for the Patriots, they're going to be they're going to be prepped going into this. And really, the best thing the Patriots do is they let the players know this is how it is, and everyone steps in line. He's like, even Gronk, the party machine, knew where the line was, had some fun, but never crossed that line. Yeah. Like that's something that Bill Belichick and this Patriot culture was able to do. My fear is what happens on the Falcon side? Does somebody on the Falcon side maybe step out of line because the bright lights are on them and this might be their first Super Bowl that they've been in? Because let's be honest, a lot of players that were with them when they were there before aren't on the team anymore. For sure. It's definitely possible in that case. Um, And one of the big things that I find so interesting in this when you look at these teams is uh, that, sure, we're saying that the Falcons are kind of getting unloved, but they do have a good swagger to them. They do have that confidence. They do feel like, hey, this is our year. We are a good team. We're going to win. You just have to control that swagger. Yeah, for sure. And there's nothing so far that's gone to show that they will not be able to control that swagger. to me, the key day is Tuesday. Media day is the key day for mm-hmm. me. But a big thing to think about, too, from recent memory is look at teams that have swagger. Let's look at the uh, the Seahawks. Things mm-hmm. are falling apart in Seattle on that defense, it seems like. You know, yes, it was nice to have that attitude and that swagger when you were winning. Now that you're losing, it doesn't look so hot anymore. But moving on to another team, of course, the one that we all remember for having a lot of swagger, the Panthers, and they got a lot of heat for losing and not losing mm-hmm. gracefully. And, Especially Cam Newton. And I'm not saying in any way that that's the Atlanta Falcons. What I'm saying is that we are now kind of naturally being uh, shown. We're kind of being trained to believe that you see that swagger and you think, oh, this isn't going to end well. And that's what Atlanta has to look out for in that case. One thing I want to point out here is, just how evenly matched these teams really are. You know, um, the offense give the edge to Atlanta. I don't think anyone's really denying that. 
the defense were giving the edge to New England. When it comes to teams taking the ball away or giving the ball away, these teams are neck and neck. You know, you have 13 interceptions for New England, 12 for Atlanta. When you're talking about giving the ball away, of course, New England, if only two, but Atlanta, only seven interceptions thrown. So they're not really that far apart. When you count the fumbles in there, they're tied at 11 for giving the ball away. Mm -hmm. For the defensive side, taking the ball away, New England has 23 total, 22 for Atlanta. I want this game to be that fun shootout that everyone's expecting. I just want it to be a close game. I don't care if it's a defensive battle or an offensive shootout. It's not going to be a defensive battle, but I fully expect this game to be decided by a defensive play. Maybe not like a Malcolm Butler in the end zone on you the one yard mind. line. I was going to say, a la Seahawks and Pat. But I could easily see that last minute drive with the interception. And right now, as we do speak, opening night is happening at the Super Bowl. And uh, one of the tweets, this one from Aaron Wilson of um, NFL, at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL from the opening night. He said, here's a quote, Bill Belichick on what he likes about this team. They're tough. They don't make mis- excuses. I have a lot of respect for them. Yeah. Talking about, I would assume, his own team, but really the Atlanta Falcons, that's going to be the key. You got to make, and this is going to be very John Madden so I'm sorry. Boom. But you got to make more, you got to make less mistakes than the other team. Boom. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Whoever well, makes less mistakes will win the football game. Especially because these are two teams that's that don't my, make mistakes. That's my that's my bad John Madden, by yeah. the way. These are two teams that don't make mistakes. Mark's like, yeah, sure, I'm used to it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Here's my question that I want to ask kind of moving away. because It's wanna, a Dirk Duncan. I don't want to just talk too much about these teams being equal and mm-hmm. who knows what the hell is going to happen. It's a coin flip. Uh, <laughs> my, my question is here, let's make the assumption – because people in the comment section probably already assume that we're Patriot fanboys, uh, even we're though we're not. not. But um, go Bears. They're in the Super Bowl. Uh, also, Julio Jones uh-huh. describing Tom Brady in one word, elite. Yeah, it's okay. That's another soundbite from opening night. Right? That's that's a hot take right there. Like, Ricky, describe food. It's good. Or no, describe food. Hot. I like it. Usually it's hot. It doesn't have to be hot. Sometimes it can be cold. But anyways, let's say the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Okay. My question is. Okay. And I asked this question to Sean Anderson before, and he didn't answer me. Okay. Because he was afraid. So this is if he wins? If Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. Okay. And the Patriots, but Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Why come back? What more do you have to achieve? What is a motivating factor for you to come back? You've already won more Super Bowls than any other quarterback. You won it against Goodell? Um, I would come back if I was Tom Brady. If Because here's the thing. When it comes to retirement, and this goes for any player, I believe that if you still have the drive and the talent, they go hand in hand, then come back. But what's he playing for? Himself. for Just personal glory? For himself. He, the love of the game, like, that's why to me, when I talk about quarterbacks, Brett Favre, like, growing up, it was kind of like, I, I didn't like Brett Favre because he was the enemy. Then he became one of my guys. and the he, thing, he joined the Vikings. The yeah. thing now I love about Brett Favre and his career, and the thing I love about just watching the old tapes of Brett Favre, 
is he was really like a kid on the football field. Really just, you looked at him and go, that is a guy that has fun doing, like he is doing what he loves and he's having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's what, if I'm Tom Brady and I feel like, you know what, I can still come back and play and I can play at a high level and help this team win and I actually want to play football, then come back. Then come back. Do I expect Brady to retire after a win? No. But we get. I feel like we get too hopped up on the, well, I know Michael Jordan came back, but we don't really count that. But the Michael Jordans, the John Elways of walk out on top. Just Peyton Manning recently. Walk out on top. Peyton Manning was another one. Just walk out on top. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where I look at Tom Brady and I he's going to put the Patriots in a sticky situation because it's going to be, uh, well, fuck, he can play at the highest level, but when do we move, when do we move on? Because yeah. Tom Brady might not want to. Well, the, the question, too, for them that they'll have to address, um, and Sean Anderson would hate me saying this, but he will drop off at some point. It will happen well, it's, if he continues to play. It's one of those things you always hear the analysts say, and I know that um, both me and you are not huge fans of the show because right now it's become very um, who can shout at each other the loudest. But Max Kellerman on first take. I like mm-hmm. Max Kellerman. I just I don't, feel I, I don't like I, him. I feel like he's he fits a person. He's trying to fit a persona. And the only reason he's doing what he does is because he's on fast take. Doing what he does. Yeah, doing what he whatever. does. But uh, mm-hmm. because he's on first take, and that's what what you do on first take. But like he said, father time usually comes. Mother nature, the drop-off happens. You don't know when it's going to happen, but the drop-off it happens. It will happen if you continue to play. However, the one thing Tom Brady does is he takes care of his body so well that I think that that drop-off might not happen when we think it will. Mm-hmm. But your point stands. It will happen. Yeah, it's an it's an well, it's an inevitability it's just to how, happen. Like, to quote, um, mm-hmm. oh, I hope I quote him correctly because he said it so many times, the YouTuber that I really like in Sexy Phil, mm-hmm. whenever he has a news story that involves death, he always kind of, makes the funny remark of basically that's what we are. We are in meat sacks that get worse as we get older and eventually we die. Yep. Like that's what it is. Eventually as you get old, you're not going to run as fast. You're not going to be as strong as Mm -hmm. you are. Your muscles aren't going to recoup. Yeah, exactly the same way. But my my whole thing that I wonder with Tom Brady, and I don't think Tom Brady should retire Mm -hmm. because he hasn't, his body hasn't given up on him yet. So why? But my question is just the fact of if he's gotten all these records, and, and part of the reason I asked Sean Anderson initially because I thought he would be the Tom person Brady to fan. know is, is there a record Tom Brady is going for still? You know, because he's not going to catch Brett Favre on, like, the, the games played, mm-hmm. obviously. He got suspended. so He also was injured not also, for a whole year. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to, to, to win that type of battle. Like, what is the thing that he would be playing for? Is Or is he purely going to come back just because – well, I don't know. I guess I'll come back and try and win a, another one. You know, instead of five, I'll try and win six. Instead of six, I'll try and win seven. Why you know, not? I And I'm not saying that there's a reason why he shouldn't do it. But I my question was, when you're this old, when he's going to be 40 in the next season, if there's not a concrete thing you're playing for, 
I don't know if you can put your body through it. And Tom Brady, like you're saying, takes good care of himself. So maybe that's not a big worry well, for Well, I was kind of surprised that I, I heard this on the mm-hmm. the herd with Colin Cowherd. I guess during the football season, Tom Brady won't have a lick of alcohol <laughs> for the entire football season. Yeah. Won't drink a single, like, especially during football season, really takes care of the body. I have mad respect for that because probably after the show, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. it's either going to be I choose to go home and have my mother's meat meatballs or... I'm going to go and get McDonald's. One of those two is going to happen tonight. Yeah. It's just which choice do I make? And the, nobody do, in the comment section is surprised. Do I make the do I make mm. the home cooking decision yeah. or do I go with the bad decision? Most likely I'm going to go with the bad decision. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But that's why I have mad respect for Tom Brady in that for sense. For sure. Cuz he takes care like he takes care of mm-hmm. everything to make sure he can pl- like to me when I look at Tom Brady it's one of those things where it's you know what? I want to be able to say I'm done. I don't want something or yeah. someone to tell me I'm as done. As much as probably a lot of people hate Tom Brady, I mean, I don't think there's anybody out there who would say, oh, yeah, if I could be Tom Brady right now. I totally would well, do it. That's like another thing that a lot of people like I know the Patriots are mm-hmm. picked to win in Vegas and stuff, but I would assume most people would pick the Falcons in this game. Just because uh, something different, they hate Tom Brady or they hate the Patriots or mm. it's something different. Mainly to me, I think of a lot of more people than not hate the Patriots because of the cheaters. Yeah, and I the, don't. The I personally che- the deflators, the deflatriots, the cheaterates. Is that what they cheaterates? Something like that. Basically, it's cheaters mm. and Patriots. I personally don't really have any strong opinions on on the Patriots mm-hmm. one way or another. But I do, as a fan of the game, think it's nice to see new blood, and that's part of the reason why I one want the Falcons to win. Two, I want Tom Brady to retire because think about it. For so long, the era's been dominated by Tom Brady, by Be- uh, Big Ben, by Brett Favre, who mm-hmm. retired a while ago um tom brady peyton manning you know these are all guys who are getting old even drew Brees, if you want to throw him in there these are guys who are getting out philip rivers mm-hmm. they'll be retiring soon and we have these young bloods in here you know russell wilson cam newton maybe Dak prescott not sure Jameis winston mariota you got a lot of these new guys in here and it's kind of exciting right now also another tweet this one from opening night is Falcons OC Kyle Shanahan made point to pepper any questions about 49ers job by noting nothing is official, but it's clear he's going like nothing is official and quote then, but it's clear he's going to San Fran. And I'm just very interested to see what happens next, because like I said, if I was Tom Brady, I don't see anything to play for personally. I don't see a concrete thing to play for other than I enjoy playing football and I enjoy getting paid. My other thing is I'm interested to see with, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo sitting in the wings, what's going to happen next. Because Tom Brady's always been, even though he is, you know, the I want the reps type of guy, uh, he's always been a team friendly person. He takes team-friendly deals. He makes sure that the team is in a position to succeed mm-hmm. for forever. Is that going to be something that continues where he says, hey, I understand. You guys got to do what you got to do. And it's like when Peyton Manning had to leave the Colts and go to the Denver Broncos. He said, I get it. You guys, it's not uh, that often that you have the opportunity to draft someone like Andrew Luck. And when you draft a quarterback number one overall mm-hmm. – that's going to be the starting quarterback. I understand. I'm okay with this. Um, and I and I think that Tom Brady would be the same type of guy to potentially say, 
I understand the direction that the team is going in. I understand that, and I'm okay with that. But at the same time, we haven't seen that proof yet. You know, so I'm very interested just for the the NFL drama of it, of does Tom Brady make Jimmy Garoppolo leave and then possibly put the future of the Patriots in jeopardy beyond him being mm-hmm. there? Does he retire? Does he say, I'm willing to step out? You know, I'm willing to step back. That's the one that's not going to happen. Um, I'm just I, interested. I want to ask you this question to kind of flip it over to the Falcon side. Mm-hmm. Here's a thought that I had, and I want to ask you about it. If Matt Ryan wins this Super Bowl, yep. if he wins this Super Bowl, do you think that Matt Ryan and this Falcon team can keep up future success so that he becomes – I'm not going to say Tom Brady, but like Tom Brady where he gets multiple Super Bowls? Or if Matt Ryan wins this Super Bowl, are we going to be looking at it five years down the line and says, Matt Ryan, it's just like Joe Flacco? Well, I don't think anyone's going to say he's just like Joe Flacco. Meaning he won that one and then yeah. nothing. Like, I, I he think hasn't won one ever. Everyone since. says the talent level is different. Now, a more equal kind of uh, comparison might be Matt Ryan – just like Aaron Rodgers, really talented, didn't always have the best teams. Um, And that's what limited their success. Like the reason I think— Or you could put Drew Brees in that conversation. The reason I throw Joe Flacco out there instead of like Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers was always chasing Favre. Mm -hmm. Like that's the story of his 30 for 30, chasing Favre. Um, Because it was, I need to be, in our minds, the media— um, it needs to be better than Brett Favre. And right now he's yeah. been exactly the same as Brett Favre. Um, but the reason why I throw Flacco out there is... Who's what, he competing with? It's what got him the big contract. Mm. That was the Super Bowl where we heard, well, like, oh, now is Joe Flacco elite? And we had that conversation. And then that like, conversation stopped. Well, this year it's more mm-hmm. of a, huh, Matt Ryan's in the Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, it's not like, oh, is Matt Ryan elite? It's more, okay, is he now a tier one quarterback? Are we officially mm -hmm. putting him in the tier one quarterbacks with the Super Bowl win? And even adding on to and kind of going with the last conversation, if a guy like Tom Brady retires, Matt Ryan might be considered the best quarterback, like the best older quarterback, the guy who you kind Mm -hmm. of look at. Um with the, of course, exception of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but anyways, can they continue their success? Absolutely. Part of the reason is because the NFC South is kind of a disaster. Uh, the NFC in general is not super strong. It's not like they have the that Patriots or that Denver Broncos, that team that's just always there. It depends. Always there. The only thing in the South... And I know the Panthers, this was a down year. Mm -hmm. I think that they might have a better year next year. But the thing that's going to be interesting in that South is when does it finally click for the young Buccaneers? If it does. That might become the Falcons' biggest rival in like a year or two. Potentially, but my thing for the Buccaneers is like, yes, they're going on the up and up right now, um, but I'm not— you know, I'm not ready to crown their asses. Oh, I'm in the not same, either. In the same sense that the Carolina Panthers all were amazing mm-hmm. and then just fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And sure, we do assume they'll come back, but right now I don't see that number one competition. There are threats, but there's not that number one competition. I'll tell you this. You know, it's another thing I'm looking forward to. Hmm. 
I want to see if anyone on this Falcon team, because I know no one on the Patriots will do it. Bill Pelichick uh, told him right, but if any of these Falcon players dab, it's over. They lost. Because think about it. Uh-huh. I mean, literally, there's the meme that I think it's 0-6, but the only ones that I can think of, Hillary dabbed, the Warriors dabbed, the Panthers dabbed. The dab isn't good. Once you go ahead and dab, boom, that's a curse. You dab, you're the done. curse of the dab. But it would be a nice insult to the to the Panthers to be like, hey, we did it, and we were just fine. We dabbed and we won. We dabbed and we won. But, yeah, I mean, really, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Um, you know, I, I there's really good opportunity if Matt Ryan wins this one, especially if he gets MVP, that he will go forward and be the elite quarterback of the NFL because the Matt Ryan was always one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. The Falcons took a downturn and he didn't start sucking because mm-hmm. the team was bad. The rest of the team was bad. And now everyone's kind of being reminded that, Oh, that's right. Matt Ryan's a really good quarterback. He was taken early in the draft for a reason. And just to throw it out there, I looked it up. Mm-hmm. It's the Panthers, the Warriors, the Indians, Hillary Clinton, Ohio State, and Dallas. One of these things so is not six. like the other. So it's uh, 0-6. But, so I don't know. It's going to be very is interesting. That, is that a five of them are sports and one of them's and not? And one of them is Hillary Clinton? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. She did go on Ellen and Dad, though. But with Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. um, that's the thing. He was a high quarterback taken. He's a very skilled quarterback. Yeah, he's always and, been one. Of, he's always been unloved a little bit. Well, it's kind of like... To me, it's been one of those where it's like, oh, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. He's yeah. pretty good. Like, that's what – because the Falcons have never gone. Like, the 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 furthest that I've seen them with Matt Ryan go mm-hmm. was Julio Jones, I want to say, it was his sophomore year when they went to the NFC title game, would have played Joe Flacco. Who beat him? Colin Kaepernick. Yep. In the 49ers where Kyle Shanahan's going to go. Yeah, and it's a team that since 2011, uh, well, Matt Ryan since 2011, always over 4,000 yards. Mm-hmm. He's always there. He's always been successful, um, even if the team hasn't been all that successful in some of those years. But I think he's probably going to be one of those quarterbacks that just kind of goes like by the wayside just because we didn't we didn't think about it. He didn't have the cockiness that Aaron Rodgers has. So I'm going to ask you this then. Mm-hmm. I think I know your answer. I think I know their answer as well, but I'm going to throw it out there anyways. Who does this Super Bowl win mean more to, Matt Ryan or Tom Brady? I actually would say it means more to Tom Brady. Oh, shocker. I thought you were going to say Matt Ryan. No, I— Because I, it would be his first. It would be his first, but—and if it was not the fact that Tom Brady is going for the record mm-hmm. for most for a quarterback— I would say it means more to Matt Ryan. I think this means a lot to Tom Brady for that, for being suspended at the end of his career. I, As much as people want to say, I do think that he probably is considering retirement, even if it's not that strong of a consideration. The idea has at least floated in his mind. For Matt Ryan, he's got this young team that's good. He knows he can get back. If he doesn't win it this time, at least there's hope that they can come back. Uh, Tom Brady the Panthers is almost come 40. Back. We yeah. all thought they'd be back in the playoffs. They didn't even get that. They, they made some dumb decisions is what they did and had some injury problems. To me, I'm kind of on the fence, but mm-hmm. I might say I'm going to say Matt Ryan 
it mean it would mean more to Matt Ryan. And the reason why I say that is, of course, Tom Brady, it would mean a lot because not only would, like you said, he'd have the record, but also who would have to hand him the Super Bowl trophy? Goodell's not going to hand him the trophy. That's not how that works. Or the MVP trophy. or Basically, Goodell would have to be on that stage mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. And then what would be even better, it's probably not going to happen because in my mind, Matt Ryan is the MVP of the NFL this year. Even Without though a doubt. Tom, even though Tom Brady went 28-2, touchdown to INT, that's 16-1, to mm-hmm. touchdown to interception ratio, which is absurd. But you guys for a know, guy this season, you guys know my opinions on this. Your team was good without four. you. Yeah, but the thing is, I would love to see Tom Brady. I would love to see Tom Brady win the Super Bowl, and then win the MVP because Roger Goodell would have to watch Tom Brady win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. then have to physically hand him the MVP. I know mm-hmm. Goodell went on the, I think it was the herd or the Dan Patrick. I think it was the herd, and he said, "Oh well, it wouldn't matter that." He'd loved it. He'd be happy yeah. for Tom Brady. Bullshit. It's like Bill Burr said. Here, he deflected mm-hmm. that question by – he was middle through his first sentence, and he was already Here, forgetting the question. Here's my thing about that, and it, it is a nice point, not that anybody watching notices it, but mm-hmm. if you also listen to the Primetime Podcast, I was in the room while they were recording it, and you guys – actually, no, I think this was during the video that you guys did, Blind Resume, uh, where you mentioned WWE. That's what this is to me. This is just <laughs> WWE drama. He doesn't. Roger Goodell does not give a fuck if Tom Brady wins the trophy. He doesn't care if he has to hand him five thousand trophies. Mm-hmm. It gets him more money. The MVP discussion. The I mean, there's so many people saying, "Oh, I just want, I just want him to hand him the trophy." But and why? I, it doesn't mean anything to me. But they want this to happen so bad that people are going to tune in just for the possibility of well, watching that. Goodell loves it. His pockets are lined. The advertising dollars are so why, high. And that's why I'm changing my answer, Mark. Mm-hmm. On the podcast, change my answer. There we go. It's a push. Push. It'd be equally as good, equally as important to both because Matt Ryan would get his first Super Bowl. But for Tom Brady, I know he wouldn't physically show anything and he would be graceful but up here it would just be a good mm, fuck you roger goodell mm-hmm. kind of a thing just the big old middle finger that you tried to take away four games of my career tried to sabotage my team put it right there buddy kind of one of those mm-hmm. and that's why changing my answer it's a push between matt ryan and tom brady We've gone for a while on the Super Bowl. This is our Super Bowl preview podcast. We're going to have another one this week with some of the biggest headlines and stories. But, Mark, we've gone for about 40-some minutes on this topic. Is there anything about the Super Bowl that we left out before we get to our predictions? Um, Anything that we left out? Not necessarily. Um, The one thing I will say is uh, Lady Gaga's the halftime performance, right? If I remember right. Um, and I also heard rumors, I don't know if they did this or not, but there was a rumor that, or she actually said this, I don't, it's a rumor that they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. She wanted to somehow perform and then get teleported to the top of the roof of the stadium. Cool. Teleportation does not exist. Or she wants to get <laughs> on the roof yeah. somehow to the stadium. I, I mean, they did it with The Undertaker at Royal Rumble. This is more more WWE well, they, they did It was dark, and then boom, he was magically in the ring. How did they do it, Mark? It's magic. 
And uh, no, I I I always enjoy the the commercials. Although honestly, the commercials in the last couple of years have not been very good. A- apparently, Mister Clean on YouTube, they just said "fuck it." Here's the Super Bowl commercial, and a lot of them do that now, and it kind of I think it ruins the magic a little bit. It does. But, I don't uh, want to see it until Sunday. The the commercials haven't been that great that lately. Um, the halftime performances have been decent. Coldplay per- Coldplay's performance was kind of lame. Uh, but Bruno Mars, maybe what was that, three years ago, was really, really awesome. We had the Sharks last year. Yeah, Katie, I don't like Katy Perry, um, so that does nothing for me. Uh, the personally. Who, the Who wasn't bad. That was a while ago. That was ago. a while ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am excited for, for Lady Gaga. I think she'll do something interesting. I hope. Um, and it'll be fun to watch because some people care about that. And, of course, the Puppy Bowl. The puppy ball. But before we get into our previews, I've got to map out if this is right. It should be. It should be above Mark's head right now. Um, go ahead and check out the card for uh, Brandon and Sean. Their preview of the Super Bowl should be right above his head. But, Mark, we're going to end the podcast with mm-hmm. uh, what everyone loves. What's your prediction for Sunday? Who's going to win the yeah. Super Bowl? What's going to happen? Well, honestly, I think... Logic is telling me that the Patriots are going to win because they've been there before. They've got the better defense. Tom Brady knows what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And defense typically is going to win a championship, right? They got the better defense. But in my heart, I really want the Atlanta Falcons to win. And I'm going with it because I originally predicted them to win the Super Bowl. When we did our brackets, I'm still rolling with it. And the Falcons are winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick the Patriots. And the reason why I'm going to pick the Patriots is – a, I think they're nothing against Dan Quinn, but I think Tom Brady and Belichick being there before is a plus. I think they're going to be a prepared better for this game. However, the one thing I did not mention that I'll mention now is when I told you they got to control the swagger, Dan Quinn can do this right and say, hey, you know what? It's good we're not getting any of the uh, media coverage that no one's picking us. Show them, prove them wrong, kind of put that narrative onto the team to get them psyched up. But I just think the Patriots, I think Tom Brady's going to come out there, have a game of his life. I think that this is, I'm hoping it's a close game. I wouldn't be mad if it was like when the Patriots beat Jake DeLome and the Panthers, and it was down, like, I think that was the one down by 10, came back, won by a field goal, Adam Venateri style. I mean, this one would be Steven Goskowski, but whatever. It'd still be nice, but I wouldn't be mad if the Falcons won. I just got to go with the Patriots because, I mean, I've been, I've been burned before picking against the Patriots in my life when I was in my youthful high school days, and I'm like, I hate Tom Brady. I hate the Patriots. The Eagles are going to smoke them, man. Yeah, I'm not making that mistake again. I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one, mainly because Matt Ryan is not Eli Manning. But I want to thank you guys for watching this video if you're on YouTube We will see you guys tomorrow with our other three segments from our other podcast. If you are on Blog Talk Radio, go check that other podcast out. Talking Niners, Bills Draft, Browns Draft. It's a fun one that we recorded for you guys. Go ahead, check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. We want to go to VidCon. So if you want to help us get to VidCon to make these videos on YouTube better for you guys and also to see some of your beautiful faces that will also be at VidCon, go ahead, check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. My name's Ricky Widmer at Ricky Widmer. He's the Mark Weber at the Mark Weber with two E's. I want to thank you guys for watching and listening to this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. 
Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.